Hi, welcome to another episode of Pilates Elephants. I'm Raphael Bender. A quick one today, inspired by a couple of meals I recently had out here in Melbourne. We recently had one of our team staying with us. My wife and I had one of our team staying with us. She's uh, The person staying with us was from the Philippines. So first time in Australia, and we wanted to show her around uh, Melbourne. Uh, and so we took her out for dinner at a restaurant one night, and then the next day we took her out for lunch at a different restaurant in a different part of Melbourne. Uh, and the contrast between these two restaurants really struck me. On the f- on the Friday night, we went to a place called Smith Street in Collingwood, which is uh, where we used to live um, for many years. And uh, we went to a Korean barbecue place on Smith Street. And actually, the restaurant was was great. And the food was great. Uh, and we were sitting in a wi- at a window table, and it was um, pretty warm here. It's late spring. And uh, so the, the front windows were kind of a concertina. They opened up, and so we were just uh, basically open air to the street. And Smith Street Collingwood is a vibrant inner street, inner city street. It's very busy. There's lots of uh, fashion-forward people wandering around. And there's also a lot of uh, pretty drug-addled people wandering around. And uh, we were sitting there having, you know, just waiting for our, our meal to come out, actually, and there was a little altercation uh, right in front of the restaurant between a woman who seemed pretty out of it on some kind of substance uh, and another woman, just kind of the, you know, the one woman was basically just screaming obscenities and, um, you know, nothing, nothing more happened. It all kind of diffused and everything, but it was such an unpleasant experience for us. You know, like we're trying to have a really nice dinner there. We've got this friend, you know, joining us from the Philippines. We're trying to show her a nice time. And uh, we've just got this woman screaming invective and cuss words, you know, like with with great anger. <laughs> um, and, you know, like five feet away from us. And it was just, it just was very, very unpleasant. And I just thought, I wonder... I wonder how many, now that restaurant was a great restaurant, you know, food was nice, service was great, but I'm never going back there again because I don't want to have that experience. I'm going to go to another restaurant which also has great food and service and it's quiet and there's no druggies screaming abuse five feet away. It's just, you know, why would we put ourselves through that same experience when there's lots of alternatives? And so, through no, no fault of the, the the kitchen or the service or the menu or the you know the ambience within the restaurant itself, but simply because of the location of the restaurant, we'll never be visiting that restaurant again. And probably we that's cured us of going to any restaurant in Smith Street because it's like all right, well we might have, you know, we might not have a you know drug addict screaming you know, cuss words five feet away next time, but you never know, we might. <laughs> and there's there's a higher probability when you go where there's a lot of people taking a lot of drugs, there's more chance of that kind of thing happening. And uh, contrast that with the next day we went for a drive down to Brighton, which is a, 
a, a suburb on the bay, on the beach here in Melbourne. Uh, it's quite a it's quite a beautiful suburb. It's quite a well-to-do suburb. And uh, our team member wanted to visit the the bathing boxes. There are sort of some quite famous bathing boxes down there, painted bright colours and stripes and nautical symbols, right on the beach. And uh, it's a it's quite a beautiful, picturesque suburb. And it's very suburban. It's not would not what I'd call a busy uh, suburb. It's quite a distance from the city. And after wandering on the beach for for an hour or two, we drove into the local shopping strip and thought we'd you know, grab a bite for lunch. Maybe it was a brunch, late breakfast. And uh, we found this lovely shopping strip on a high street. It was very quiet. Uh, well, it was kind of bustling, but in a very orderly, quiet, genteel sort of a way. Every shop was was you know, there were no vacant shops. All of the shops had uh, were just catering to well-to-do people. You know, there were upmarket clothing stores and upmarket jewellery stores, and you know, um, upmarket restaurants and all of the types of stores that you would expect to see in a, and there were upmarket boutique, you know, fruit and vegetable providors, uh, et cetera. Uh, and it was all very picturesque and clean and, and, and attractively presented and people were driving slowly and con- considerately stopping when we wanted to cross the road as pedestrians. Uh, and we stopped at a cafe that was next to the railway line there and uh, had some great service and some great food and uh, noticed that the menu was very pricey, didn't, you know, didn't uh, see anyone else uh, seeming concerned about the prices. <laughs> the place was full and uh, they just were selling classic cafe fare. You know, if you probably thought of the top 10 or 15 dishes that you would expect to find at, you know, the largest number of cafes in the Western world. That's what was on the menu. Nothing particularly inventive, but it was done really well. Just simple food, classics, you know, executed well, fresh ingredients served quickly, high prices and full. And we had a lovely experience because we sat out on, on the, in the outdoor area under a umbrella and watched the people walking by and the train came past and stopped at the station. It was very picturesque. We thought, what a lovely, I thought, what a lovely place. We actually all remarked on it. What a, what a great place. Now there was nothing unique about that cafe. It was a totally stock standard cafe. There was no nothing unique about the decor. There was nothing unique about the music, about the ambience, about the menu, nothing unique about it. It was just pleasant. It was just situated in a nice place. There was dappled sunlight, a, a bustling but quiet and genteel street, friendly people, good food. It was just a, a, a really pleasant experience. But there was nothing unique about it in the sense of the menu or the staffing or the ambience or the you know, anything, really. It was just a, like – it was just – Everything you'd think about the top ten cafes, like it was, it was that. It was, it was, it was, it was the popular choice, shall we say? 
and so you know what what that really prompted me to think is you know what a great business that cafe is that they have got this really simple menu and because the, the the menu is so simple and so classic it was just really you know things like caesar salad uh you know eggs benedict you know just really classic you know dishes that because the dishes are so classic i would imagine they don't change their menu very often because they're not selling variety they're selling reliability they're selling when you come here you will have a pleasant experience you know the food will be good it will be served quickly the ambience will be pleasant unfailingly you know it's it's a, just a nice pleasant place to spend time and that's worth a lot as a customer you know knowing that after a couple of hours on the beach or a an hour, you know, shopping at the Provador, you know, you can relax at the cafe with your favorite dish and you know it's going to be tasty and served quickly and it's going to be a pleasant environment in which to eat and you can watch the people passing by whilst protected from the sun. What a great experience. And so my lesson from that and what I want to share with you today is Open a restaurant in Brighton, not in Collingwood. The exact same restaurant with the same menu, same food, same service, same ambiance. You can charge higher prices and be busier just by situating your restaurant where there are people who can afford to (laughs) patronise you and where there are not people who are going to turn off your customers. And I think that's a lesson I wanted to share because it's something it took me a long time to learn. You know, the first couple of businesses I ran were martial arts studios. And I opened them, I actually opened in Collingwood. (laughs) So this is a literal lesson for me. I opened in Collingwood. Why? Because I lived in Collingwood. And so what a great criterion to start a business because I live in that suburb. Uh, When I say great, I mean terrible, really. So dear listener, that's about all I've, I've got for you. I just want to finish by saying if you're starting a business or even if you have an existing business, your location, and when I say location, I don't mean like how prominent your business is necessarily, but I mean the surroundings, who you are selling to, the demographics, the psychographics, and the income of the people whom you serve is probably, assuming that you have decent quality Pilates, which I think we can take for granted, those qualities of the people whom you serve and the location are probably the single biggest deciding factor in your success. And if you're struggling, it's probable that if you just found an audience and a location where people don't think twice about spending $100 on Pilates, you wouldn't have to do anything different. And all of a sudden, 
you would find success. So I'm going to leave you with that thought, dear listener. And they say the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best time is right now. Much love and I'll see you in the next one. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means you keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in our uh, link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.